one month ago on the show, we spoke with the parish priest of Chrysla, Father John Joe Duffy. It was on a morning between the dreadful explosion in the village, which killed 10 people, and the first of, of the funerals. And understandably, it was an incredibly upsetting and difficult time for Father Duffy and the entire community. Just people just doing the normal, ordinary, everyday things of life, and suddenly, bang, and... It's just so so unbelievable. It's just so hard for this community. And somebody said to me that there is an explosion in Chrysler, but I couldn't believe that there was an explosion in Chrysler. This couldn't happen. And then when I saw the photograph and arrived on the scene and meeting some of the people coming out of the building who had survived, you could see the residue of the explosion on their clothes and in their eyes. And then they started to carry out the bodies. This week marked the month's mind of the 10 who died. They were remembered by TDs in the Dáil on Tuesday last. Uh, Father Duffy, good morning to you again. Good morning, Niall. And, and thanks for joining us. Well, more to the point, how how are you personally at the moment? Ah, uh, come here. Um, in one way, you feel that this took place. You were there. And in another way, you feel like it hasn't happened at all and that you weren't there. It's it's still very hard to get your head around what happened. And uh, yes, of course, I was there. And, and, and it, it, it's difficult. You know, it's, it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to just understand that it happened, to believe that it happened, and yet, it is the pain and the shock of it having happened uh, that makes it feel like that. And um, I suppose the shock is wearing off us all and the numbness is starting to wear off and it's becoming, you know, very, very apparent uh, that we have lost yeah. 10, 10 beautiful people. We have uh, others who have been injured. We have also people who are just trying to come to terms with this, people who have been traumatized because I think I said uh, uh, to somebody, you know, that um, the body is, is fragile, but the mind is also very, very fragile. And a lot of people are traumatized. And I have gone for counseling on a few occasions now. And um, I suppose at the beginning, what people have been saying to me is, you were just so exhausted at the beginning after a few nights of not sleeping, you began to sleep and then were you sleeping with you sleepwalking even, um, you know, and even having met people and, you know, things around that evening, that afternoon, that night, the next day and since that, you just, some things you remember, some things you don't remember, people you remember, people you don't remember speaking to. So again, you know, counselling is so important as we move forward in the days and weeks ahead and the months and in the mm. years ahead and I'm glad to, I'm, 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 I'm happy that the HSE have given a commitment that they will yeah. be here Well no, that's been uh, that's been a source of controversy as you know the, 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 some, some counselling services have been scaled back of late I, 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 I think what they have what has happened is they have been redefined in a way uh, that they had the drop-in centre and they moved away from the drop-in centre to having a, a telephone line uh, available and uh, that you go to your GP for referral to counselling services if you don't use uh, the telephone line. And um, 
But uh, we, we, we really, I think, going forward, will need to look. Um, the HSE have said to me that they are open to re-evaluating. I, I, I can imagine that we may need even more counselling service, you know, yeah. going forward. As in maybe that line could be a 24-hour line and so on. And I suppose, that, you know, the counsellors have done their very best and they too are struggling resource-wise. But if you have three counsellors sitting in a building all day waiting on somebody to drop in, that drop-in may not happen because I think most people were using the phone line to make uh, those appointments. So I, I, I don't think they have to, there's no scaling back as such from what I understand from the HSE. It is a, a redefining of the service. I, I mean, we uh, most of us watch the, the, the awfully sad funerals uh, one by one, most of which you officiated at, and... How, how do you, as an individual, how do you cope with something like that? Having to go to meet the families, talk to them about who died and what they enjoyed in life and what they were about, and then to go and have to talk about them at a funeral mass day after day. It must have been extremely challenging for you as an individual. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, it was very, 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 very challenging for everyone involved from and 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 also, yeah, of course, I I would be I would be um, I wouldn't be completely honest if I didn't say it wasn't very challenging. But I had great help from the families in preparing for the funerals. I had um, I, I saw myself as doing my job, and I had a team built up around me, uh, and uh, teams of people built up around me, and this community. And not just this community, but that support that was flowing from outside. But I have to say that uh, after uh, Hamish spoke at his dad's funeral in Derry Beg, uh, he gave me great strength going forward for the next number of days. Um, when I saw, you know, here I was, the priest in the parish, okay. But here, this little man who had lost his dad got up there and spoke so bravely about the importance of family, the importance of spending time together, the importance of life and the importance of faith. And like, if Hamish didn't inspire me and others, there would be, you know, he did, he inspired me and he, he gave, I got strength in that moment. And, and, and if truth be told, I also felt carried uh, by prayer. I could almost feel being tangibly carried by prayer and Words, words come to you in a way. Um, you can't find the words. You don't know the words, but but they come to you. And I, I believe that was prayer and those people who surrounded me and helped me as, as teams of people. You know, and that 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 was how I managed to officiate at at the funerals. The support for the community, as we know, hasn't just been regional or national; it's been international. And it has been incredibly uh, important for the community. How, how are they coping since then? How important has that support been, which continues in even in small ways that we don't hear about? Yeah, I, I think that that support has been all important. It has been so vital. And at the beginning, I asked for the prayers of the county and the country on, the, on that night. As I was aware of what was happening inside, maybe more, you know, haven't seen those people being taken out, knowing that there were more people missing. 
And uh, that, that support, I suppose we weren't aware of the amount of vigils and still are, and, you know, and prayer and thousands of messages and cards to the families and to myself and, uh, for, on the, you know, coming to me for the parish and for the families and so on. And um, uh, that support, like, we feel the prayer, we feel being carried in the hearts of people. It's, it's, it's the support of prayer and the support of a large community type that has gathered itself around us from all parts of, of the country and, and, and from around the world. And you have people writing to you who have lost a loved one in their own lives, be it through illness, be it through tragedy, be it, be it through an accident. And they're writing, you know, saying that you're that the families are in their prayers and those who, who are in hospital and those who are recovering from injury are in, in their prayers. And, and, and that there's something very comforting in that to get a message from people who have been, been through They've been through bereavement themselves, you know, and, and sometimes in very tragic circumstances, uh, reaching out and assuring you of their prayers and their support. And you think to yourself, well, these are people who have been through a lot, you know, and here they are now trying to give that comfort, people who have coped. And, you know, that's given the community great hope. And the community, there's a great heart in this community. And... um uh, and there's determination in this community. You know, we had um, we have the the shop. Hopefully, will be there will be a temporary shop in place. Uh, the post office yeah. is there. Uh, the under 13s won the county championship against uh, Glenties on the week, and then on Sunday they came here to the church. With I, the saw, I saw that. Yeah, and, and, you know, and all all that's thing. important, isn't it? And your your new exactly. shops. Uh, sporting success, all that is important and a sign of a community slowly yeah, and we getting have back to some sort of then After the month's mind, and we will have various speakers and people coming to sing at those mass, uh, those masses. You know, Mickey Hart is coming and uh, Mickey, who's always so generous with his time, as are others um, uh, coming to, 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 to speak. Uh, the lead clinical psychologist will come to one of those masses and... Um, and, and, and various others. Father Vincent's coming up for, from Ross Nyla for an evening of healing and prayer, you know, and and so many others, you know. And, yeah. You know. Okay, here's, here's an interesting question before we finish. A very, very simple question from one listener who called in listening to you this morning, asking simply, what can we do for the community of Chrysler? I think that uh, I would like you to keep us in, in your prayers and, and in your hearts at this time, and, and that's what we need going forward. We we, we need that uh, prayer. We need that that, that care. And, and people have been so generous. People have, you know, there's a, the, the Red Cross Fund, there's the GoFundMe. People have been sending, you know, um, car. you know, people have been sending money here to the parish as well, and 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 but but the one thing that I would ask for the the one thing that I think today is most needed all is just you know and uh, people won't forget us but just keep us in your prayers and keep us in your hearts and that's the greatest thing you can do for us uh, as a community pray for the bereaved pray for the physically injured and those who have been traumatized and if you don't pray keep us in your hearts and if you light a candle you know just light a little candle for us or keep that prayer going which we very much need and I'm very very grateful for as are the families are as are the community and the families 
are so very grateful for that support that all of you have given, and I want to thank everyone uh, uh, across the Northwest this morning for that. Two messages, and I'll let you go. Um, this caller says, Father John Joe Duffy is an exceptional priest. His kindness and strength is to be admired. Uh, please look after yourself, uh, they say. And someone else rang in, just wanted to say that she's praying for Father John Joe and the people of Chrysla, and she hopes they will be remembered for the months and the years to come, not just during the headlines. And I'm sure that'll be the case. I, uh, the way I see it is that uh, I, was, I was doing my job. God uses weak vessels. Uh, to pour his grace through them, uh, and that's what he is doing for for that's what that's what he's doing with me and that's what he's doing for this community and 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 without the prayer of people um you know i I need the prayer of people uh, very much so and 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 thank you for that.